0: Take
1: it Winter, spring, summer, fall. Seasons changed.
2: We still keep it together. Hey, Beverly Hills 90210 fans. Are you ready to dive deep? Episode by episode. Storyline by storyline. Character by character. As we break down the making of your favorite zip code. With your <laughs> home. Charles. Did Rosen. I say that? All this
0: this thing about the, the the real person, and we going what? We're getting rid of this
1: guy.
2: Pete Ferrero.
1: I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen <laughs> looks crush TV crush worthy.
2: Like so many special guests and all your questions, live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh yeah.
1: All right, here we are back live. Guys, it has been a minute since we've been live, but um I've certainly seen you guys live <laughs> a few times now. Um how are you guys doing, man? Uh Charles, Larry, Charles, how's all with you? Happy Hanukkah, all that fun stuff that you Yeah, doing? it was a
3: good Hanukkah. We we
1: we pivoted to Christmas
3: uh, this this past weekend. And um just, uh, just you know, enjoying the, the holidays and and the little kids and
1: uh, and uh, the upcoming stuff we got going. I'm I'm excited for all, all of that. There's a lot of stuff going on. I want to plug up front a few. It was questions. the night before Christmas
0: is very good, Larry. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> very that, simple to do. It's going to run away. And, and it could be this, a narrator in Santa Claus. In the well, Santa I've got Claus got, place, I don't know about that,
3: but I, I've actually got the line after. It's, it's going to be fun. We're, we're yeah, moving right. here.
0: oh you oh i I just got an idea this
1: is gonna be great okay so december 22nd (laughs) is the super deluxe christmas party we are referring to this now as okay i wrote it here somewhere slams fans and friends this is what what's coming so all of the story slams that you have been waiting to see will be presented on december 22nd for our super deluxe christmas party we've got um We've got the one Lord Lord of the Dance, right? With Jenny Garth. That's gonna be very exciting. We're gonna play the, the Dylan one again. We're gonna confession the
0: winner of the Story Slam.
1: We've got the fling. We're gonna we're gonna make that work. And then um a big super deluxe Christmas version of Story Slam uh, uh, written by Charles Rosen and maybe some Larry Mullen. Like this is, yeah, this is-
4: Charles
3: Rosen and Larry Mullen Amberstan.
1: that was good uh so make sure you tune in for that because it's going to be really really exciting i I want to put our friend uh sarah melson uh who was allison lash has a amazing christmas lullabies album out um you can get that wherever you listen to music i prefer spotify or vinyl um but i don't know if it's on vinyl but you can definitely get it there uh, at Spotify, but she's also got a show coming up in LA and Larry and I are going to go in the afternoon to yeah,
0: it. Chuck will too. It's really in our neighborhood. Uh, and well, I, so I
3: responded. That? I responded when I found out where it is, Larry, that's the dog park. I know. Of course I know. So I know. I'm bringing the, so what I'll do is I'll put yeah. the dogs in the park and they'll run around and I'll go uh, listen to
0: uh, some lullabies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yes, going to yes. have flowers in my hair,
1: you know, and well, so if you want to get tickets for that, you go to saramelson.com and uh, just scroll down the page, and you can find it. So, um, and another thing to plug one of our friends, Kathleen Robertson, has got the expanse coming to Amazon Ooh, on Friday. Nice. So oh, wow. she's okay. acting and whatnot, so make and sure. And what
0: is The Expanse, Pete?
1: It's a sci-fi show. Um, I haven't seen too much of it yet, but um, it's in the sixth season, so it is an established oh. show, and she's guest starring on okay. it. So. Oh,
0: okay. okay. Well, well, that's us check you it know.
1: out. Yeah. Uh, really, really good stuff all happening all around. So December 22nd is us. Uh, we've got yeah. Sarah Melson. Yeah. you got The Expanse. You know,
0: I realize I'm wearing my I Survive... Story Slam, and it's actually become prophetic. We've, we're surviving
3: <laughs> Resurrected yeah. that one, man.
0: It, it
1: really has become a thing. I didn't tell you guys I was going to ask you about this, but I thought also, I should. Also,
3: Story Clam story uh, comes right after the 19th, Sunday the 19th, because you'll be with Sarah Melson, but That's then you're going to travel oh. with us to Hollywood.
1: I was just going to mention, uh, the other thing yeah. I have to plug, on the 19th, after Sarah Melson in the evening, is Cruel Intentions the Musical. And you're right. giving, away, Chuck, you're doing something very cool. You're giving away signed scripts, signed 90210 scripts to the first 25 people that uh, get tickets for this event or the right. live stream. Right. Yeah.
3: And we're also going to have a little bonus. Uh, uh, they were going to be talking with Lindsay, That's who right. you know, is, wrote and directs and produces this oh. show. And she's the hookie lao girl. That's right. She's Brandon, do you want a pookie lao? She's Red Rover, Red Rover, come over. She's the girl in the bathroom with the uh, when, right. when, when, when Noli has her period. So that's right, yeah, you know, yeah. She's, uh, she's a 902 and older.
1: That's right. So, to get tickets for, th- for that event or the live stream or in person if you're in LA, it's cruelmusical.com. That's where you can find all the information, right about that. Okay. That, I mean, that was a lot of information that we just, that that just came out. You might even think we
3: have a lot going on.
1: (laughs) In a way, in a way, it definitely feels like that. All right. I'm going to, oh, I wanted to ask you guys about this. I did not tell you I was going to mention this, but I was walking around Hollywood today and I saw this and I thought it's, you know, we're talking about 1969 and, you know, this, this was uh, displayed today uh, on John Lennon's star. Of course, this is the day that John Lennon was killed. Um, mm. I think there is a yeah. something about um, where were you when certain events happen. Mm. Do you have a memory of where you guys were when when that sure. happened, Chuck?
3: Yeah, I uh, I was on staff of my first TV show. It was called Breaking Away, based on the movie. Uh, Sean Cassidy was the star. It was on ABC. It Was very short lived. It's a wonderful, forgotten show. Quite frankly, a launch of Glenn Gordon Karen's career. But, uh, yeah, I was really sad, and I remember coming home, being with my parents, and my dad asked me if I was sad about John
0: Lennon, and I said, you know, devastated.
1: Yeah. How about for you, Larry?
0: I was not far away from where I am now. I was at the what was called the West Beach Cafe, and now it's called something else. I can't remember. James, James Beach, Beach, I think, James right? James Beach Cafe with, with yeah. some friends who are still my friends today, and we just were like... A, in shock it just, you know, how could this happen? I think, I can't remember if the Reagan thing had happened before that or not, but there was also, you know, well, they tried to kill the president. You know, it's just like, we were at the beginning of the gun, the gun. Yeah. Crazy gun shit going on, and you know, crazy people. And this particular one was so bad because it was really involved with the J.D. Salinger book. Uh, uh, yeah, you remember, you know, Catcher in the Rye. The guy was obsessed with Catcher in the Rye, and it just Jody was, Foster, I mean, and all. It was, I mean, it was so shit. it was so depressing, uh, and just yeah. led to a, an age of depression for, uh, for sure. You know, crazy for that
1: generation people. for sure. But anyway, we've, we've been enjoying get sure, you
0: know, back, sure. and there's so much great John Lennon
1: stuff. So I mean, they're out there now today. Um, Anyway, I just wanted to share that. I'm going to run a quick ad, um, which I'm sure John Lennon would have loved right after that. Uh,
3: <laughs> that was fine. You do the ad, and I'll be singing here whatever gets you through the night.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do the ad, and then we'll be back with this show.
2: Well, well, well. When was the last time you checked out the Beverly Hills 90210 Show Shop? Because now it's loaded with so much more stuff. Did you ever want to join the gang at CU? Because now you can wear your official CU t-shirt! Or want to get into the fun with America zip code? Represent with this cool swag! Or maybe you have an invite to the Peach Pit after dark and need the coolest shirt ever! We have loaded the store with so much more! So don't be a squeeze! Head over to Beverly Hills 90210showshop.com for all the latest goods!
1: Last year. Okay, so here, oh, here, here we have everybody. Uh, our lineup of, of people are here. Uh, Molly are. Campbell, it Hi is there. so good to see you. How are you?
5: I'm very well. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Um, everything going well with you?
5: Yes, I've got the Christmas tree up. It's not decorated, but 20 people are coming on Sunday to decorate it for me. Lovely.
1: That's nice. nice. Will, that, will
3: that person who was lurching in the image, will that person be there too?
5: Yes, he will. Very His cool. name is Donald Horsberg, and he's visiting from Stratford, Canada.
0: Lovely.
3: Oh, Stratford, the theatrical it's center of Canada. Here yeah.
5: for him than it is there
0: i imagine yeah it snowed in canada it snowed in that part today <laughs> i saw my, and, uh, my Toronto friends all posted pictures and kathleen sends her
1: love molly she thinks the world, oh good yeah you
5: know. i i watched i watched that was it last week or
1: the yeah week? a couple of weeks ago i got to talk to her that was a lot of fun all right uh hello cheryl anderson who was our older wendy in this uh this episode uh, did a phenomenal job. We've got a lot of questions to you about about this with you, so it's it's exciting to to have you here. Good to see Thank you. How are you things know. going?
4: Thank you. Going well. Thank you.
1: Um, do you remember
4: 1969? Yes,
1: I do. <laughs> oh yes. <That's> Amazing. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> well i was just curious because you're, you well, know, you, Wendy, this,
4: you know you <laughs> have this
1: awesome thing so i'm just curious from your vantage point where you able to kind of relate it all with this the story that these guys wrote
4: oh absolutely and i thought it was a wonderful script i loved how everything the Thank music you. was incorporated joni mitchell and and the peace rallies and the sit-ins and all of that. I didn't take part in the sit-ins and things when I was I was in college, but I was trying to uh, learn something.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where'd you go to
4: school, Cheryl? Uh, I went to Northwest Missouri State University. Uh huh. Bachelor's degree. I went to South well, Dakota University. Were you
0: there a- during Kent State when Kent State massacre happened? I,
4: I remember. Yeah, that, was, that
0: was close it. to you. Then you must have yeah. felt that reverberation.
4: And then I went to SMU yeah. in Dallas, Texas.
0: Oh, oh wow. Hey, so, we should say we're talking about Time Has Come Today, episode directed by Jason Priestley, tell play by Chuck Rosen, and story by Chuck Rosen and Mick Elyson. That's me. right. That.
1: And these are the two, the two episodes we're looking at today, are that one, and then also we're going to look at The Real McCoy in a little bit as well. Um, I want to go to both of you, Chuck and Larry, but probably more Chuck on this. Um, we called it High Concept. Um 90210 is totally serialized by the time we get into this season and here are a few things where we're going to take the cast out of the world and universe of beverly hills 90210 and bring them into alternate places we talked about the real world a few a few weeks ago or a few months ago now probably uh, there's a bunch of these talk to me about how the these these ideas came came up in uh, conversation
3: well, I was thinking about it, you know, because, yes, I mean, in prior season three, the show started to become serialized. But the serials were very short. They were three episodes, sometimes four episodes. The longest arc we we really had, even with the the summer and the Triangle, and this were the last episodes. They were, you know, senior poll and. Uh, She came through the bathroom window and uh, a night to remember something in the air and yet, (laughs) And yet what it was, was they all were about one thing. They all were about graduating high school. But it wasn't the same kind of serialization that we'd have in five. So, you know, prior to that, those that were high concept episodes had fantasy. The, the two Christmas episodes, one with Santa, one with the angels. And then from season one, um, fame is where you find it when Laverne comes out and beats Brenda. You know, those were, were, you know, that was kitschy. They wanted something different. They wanted to stop, the, you know, so much social drama, which is what they asked for originally. But the thing was, is that the social drama was all episodic. So this was my, and that's what I knew how to do. That's the tradition of TV I came out of. And, you know, when I'm in Hollywood, you know, my, you know, early first 10 years in the business, I was a movie for television writer. I liked movies. I liked episodes. So serialization, I had to kind of learn. as <laughs> Because yeah. even Jess knew serialization. They couldn't wait to do um the triangle once we settled on that and and the uh, and how we started it and then how we replayed we it using um, Dylan's dad. So anytime I got a chance to do that, the high end concepts to break it was satisfying
0: that. and yeah. um, And I thought of all that even without a shrink, I think that's really you, you know. I, I was thinking also, Chuck. It just kind of oh, broke broke the boredom. I mean, it was fun to do. It was there was a, a sense of fun and it kind of amused the, uh, us to be right. able to break these things. And it was a relief in a way, and also it's, kind of clever. So we awesome. kind of thought it would be cool, and we could get to say a lot of things about you know Every going year. through that period ourselves. And but the thing is, is that it really. Was
3: I was, was really like, <laughs> I was really out of step.
0: <laughs>
3: but, <laughs> hey, Molly, how you doing? <laughs> Um, I was really out of step with, um, uh, you know, really what people wanted, out, what the executives wanted out of television right from this era on after, because they always wanted it to be the same thing. And I never wanted audiences to know what they would be expecting. That's why I really liked anthologies. And, and in those era, the only anthologies anybody was going to talk about
0: was horror. They right. you know, so, or, or porn, right that's your diaries. You
3: know, I <laughs> keep it. Yeah, well, I, I, I keep g rated.
1: It's commercial television. What can I tell you? Well, Larry, we did a watch long, We were talking about it, but the other point that you made up about why this comes to be is that you guys are doing a lot of episodes, right? I yeah, mean, thirty-two is, is
0: a lot, and you know, it was a break because we knew where we'd be going, so it was easy to this kind of. Prevents a little bit of a bridge. It's a release. We can kind of save some other story for later because we got to do this one. At the same right. time, there's a lot of echo, when you watch the episode, there's a lot of echoes of what's happening today in Brenda's state of mind and uh, uh, pretty much Brenda's state of mind. There's nothing really, out, no other. This is really an unusual one. Even uh, the one we're going to see later, Real McCoy, we're talking about the time has come today. The, we're running other stories through it. It's not just the Real McCoy story. Right. This one, the whole thing, really pretty much uh, 80% of it is in that time period. It's just uh, so wonderful to watch. I hope people get to watch this one.
1: Being live, we can run some clips. Mary B says, as my husband always says, there's, says there's no rules in 90210. And she loves when they go out of their world. So hey, there you hey. um, go. So talk, talk to me about putting this episode together. And um, which I love. You did tell me this week that Peter and Wendy is definitely a Peter Pan reference. I loved to hear that. Oh, I Peter it.
5: and Wendy, <laughs> of course.
1: Well, I figured that as much, but that that comes up a lot. People are asking that question. So you can confirm that that's what that is. Yes. Right. Right. (laughs) And, um, you know, we should have, I should have. Right, we should have found a
3: way
0: to get a Captain Hook character. In oh, Dr. Hook. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yes, I
6: could have <laughs> liked Trek, the Hook song, like Dr. Yes.
0: Hook, yeah. Um, hey, hey, Molly, Molly, was this a double up? I was just questioning. Yes, this. it oh, was. Oh, my God. Okay. Really? Right? I, I feared it was because we yes, see it, it must be a big Why Gabrielle I, I, I episode I on the other end is. because she's so little in this one. She's only in that one scene. So it must have it been is. a big Gabrielle episode. Yes. That's all I can think of, but it was a double up. Wow. She, she
3: was in two scenes. Now, Thank she you. was in the scene in the library when she oh. says it, but she's also in the scene when she's dancing as a hippie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. But, right. And there's also Cress Williams, a brief moment for Cress Williams playing the Uncle Sam. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, look look, look <laughs> for that. Look for that, Woody. That's <laughs> right. funny.
5: I caught that, actually. I, so, uh, I don't even Charles, remember doing that.
1: Writing this, uh, where, where did you get some of this from?
5: I'm sorry.
4: Are you yeah. asking me?
1: I'm talking to Chuck. Yeah. I'm okay. yeah. oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry, sorry. Uh, be on a second.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, you know, as a the the basic kind of sequence of events relative to the '60s, um, we, you know, the the idea that um, being really cognizant on the night that that LBJ resigned, and you know, for me. I was watching TV going on on a double date eating hamburgers and we were going to see Simon and Garfunkel at Royce Hall and there we were we were 16 years old and we pull up there and we 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 start to walk across and it's all of this energy getting to try to get Bobby Kennedy's name on the ballot you know immediately and so you there, you know the, the you, you know we have this um and so you know that kind of like hope and change that kind of look forward to that and then, of course, so soon later in the same year, uh, we don't deal with Martin being being uh, Martin Luther King being assassinated, but Bobby Kennedy was, you know, as well. And those two moments are just moments that I remember really clearly. So we had those. Um, I I copped to on the Patreon that the whole thing of getting a girl to uh, stay in your dorm room late, or in my case, the reverse of that uh, was was employed as a very horny freshman boy at University of Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> forgive me, Margie, wherever you are.
0: <laughs> and
3: um, uh, what was else? And then the, uh, uh, so the, all of that, well, the well, the you know, idea that you know. I was, last thing about, about it, personally, to me, uh, I uh, was not a big guy. I did not do psychedelics in high school. So I often was the person who had to take care of the people who were tripping. That happened right. more than once. I, you and know, I, asked you I was th- thinking,
0: Chuck, when you were thinking of writing it, of course, we were coming off a whole sequence where Brenda was involved in activism. So this had kind of the echoes because now we're going to the, mm-hmm. the era of activism. So it, it was very kind of a natural, and really it did work into her psyche. I forgot, that really kind of made us that fortified that we could do this thing. I mean, you could sell it basically because we were coming off that thing and it, and we were kind of mirroring Brenda's life in this thing. When you when you watch the thing, that's the great thing about the diary is that you, that you wrote there. Right. All the, all and the also characters the, reflect her characters that are going on. And then and we- also we
3: were blown them. away. And I think Cheryl and, and Molly would read this too, you know, realizing what? It was 25 years ago was Woodstock? We're that old? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and you know, and I think that was, was part of it too. And by this time in the year four, there was none of this any more pretense that we were only a teen demographic hit. I, I knew too many parents. Oh, yeah, it was
0: a boomer, yeah it was a boomer oriented show. We, we were, were unashamed. Walking, unashamed, unashamed, unashamed.
3: Yeah and Larry knows that really well. He had a lot of friends who who I didn't I met through him who were fans of the show. I
1: should mention that you mentioned this on the Patreon that before this episode, this is when it was announced that Shannon would not be coming back to the show.
5: Oh, God, I remember
3: that. Oh <laughs> you were there, Molly. You were there.
1: That's it. So I saw in you. The universe, in the behind-the-scenes universe of 90210, that was also at play as well. But you did say on the Patreon, and I'll let you say it again in your words, that she really brings it in this episode.
3: Yeah, it's a, it, 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 the, the whole thing about it, the mystery, the idea of realizing that she's isolated from her friends, that this feeling that's supposed to go away didn't go away, hasn't gone away, something she's, you know, caring. And then moving out of that to the theater stuff was what we've talked about, the great arc she did in, in, in the very tail end of, of being involved with the show. But, you know, this one was near and dear and one of the things we're watching on patreon i mean she also between what you put her in molly how you dressed her and what we did what they did with makeup just yep. in the in the time when she you know as was playing the character was in and going back to um and and some of the look she had was you know like larry and i were both copy that's who we you know that's we who who absolutely i was chasing one what of it looked like that <laughs> time you know
1: Well, this is a good time to ask,
3: this
1: is a good time to talk to Molly and ask her about putting the wardrobes together for this episode Um, for the for the 60s episode.
5: Oh, yeah, that was great. In fact, I almost wore Gabrielle's dress tonight.
1: For <laughs> that would have been amazing. That's amazing. My
5: elevator is broken, and I can—it's four floors down to the garage. So
1: oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but you were aware of what was happening with Shannon and all that stuff, too, yes?
5: Oh, yes, because I uh, eventually, Mister Spelling sent me along with her to Charmed.
1: Someone to look after her.
5: Well, there <laughs> was somebody that cared about her, and yeah, how is her health? Does anyone know?
1: Um I know she's living with this but um hoping she's doing okay of course we're all Good. we're Good. all thinking yeah. about her yeah um but putting her in some of this stuff Molly look at her it's just oh, so oh. beautiful in some of this stuff right I mean I'm showing a oh. picture of Donna and Brenda for those that are just listening I
5: still have Donna's dress
0: mm. <laughs> <laughs> That was like an Indian inspired kind of thing a sari kind of thing And then I went
1: and
5: bought all that Indian block printed yeah. gauze that we wore
1: even in even Jason here, take a look at some of this stuff. The Jenny, Jason, and uh, and Luke there. Do you remember putting that um, that those outfits together, Molly?
5: Yeah, I do. And and the contrast with Jason, of course, was oh,
0: so great. I
1: suppose we just called
5: up a uniform shop and just ordered that ROTC uniform, but mm. um, yeah, he wore it well. You know, he really in another era. Yeah,
3: if he was an actor like let's say 25, 30 years before, he would have been in a lot of World War II
5: stuff. Absolutely, you know, he, he
3: looked wear those uniforms well, you know. And the, I
5: loved at the end he picked up his hat and he brushed it off. Mm. A costumer loves to see stuff like mm. that from the actors. Yes. <laughs>
1: um, for you, Cheryl, talk to me about how what your process was of coming into this into the into no, I mean, I assume. You were aware of 90210 prior to yes. watching it. Yeah, <laughs> I was hoping. Yeah, you never know, right?
4: I didn't watch a lot of the episodes, but uh, uh, I yes, I was very. Oh, Cheryl,
3: old. when did you end up? So there you were. You're very. You're in Missouri. You're in the. You're in South Dakota. How'd you end up in L.A.? Uh, uh,
4: I was at SMU on my MFA. Oh, Well, that's Dallas. So <laughs> yeah, that's, and right. then I I got signed to Milwaukee Rep for two years, and oh, nice. Uh, Judith Light was there. Uh, oh. Jeffrey Tambor was there. I love all them. Yeah, Chuck Kimbro. Mm-hmm. Uh, some wonderful. Well, I was.
3: I was in Madison from seventy to seventy-two.
4: Uh I was at uh, Milwaukee. I think seventy-five and seventy-six season. Oh, great! Great. Yeah, that
1: was a nice time there. Did you audition for this, Cheryl? Uh,
4: yes. Uh Jason, you know, directed it and. Uh, he said a really nice tone in the room. I do remember that. And he had also just worked with Powers Booth, uh, a friend of mine, on something. And I could say, I did say, uh, uh, I saw you in such and such with Powers, and I went to school with Powers at SMU. Um, so that kind of began the audition and then he pretty much liked everything I did. He asked, he made a couple of adjustments, asked me to go further, maybe with the emotion. It was the tea scene, you know, where, Mm -hmm. where Shannon is asking me about Will and Peter. And, uh, uh, I obviously gave him what he wanted. And so he hired me.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) I I should ask you guys to check, um,
4: I guess you all were in the room. I just don't remember. I remember Jason.
0: <laughs> I don't think I was in the room. I don't think I was there. Probably maybe you were, maybe I I Jessica might have been there.
3: Uh, yeah, I would, yeah, you maybe and would Paul need to Wagner was
0: definitely there.
1: I was there. Paul was there. Jessica most likely was there. Um, Giving Jason yeah. this episode, Chuck, to direct. Excuse me? What, what made you decide that this is an episode that Jason directs? Well,
3: you know, I I wanted to uh test him truthfully. I thought the first one he did, she came through the and we talked about this before on the podcast way back in the beginning. We got Jay to sure. come in and talk about being a director. Right. And and the first one, she came through the bathroom window. It was a lot of fun, but it was it was really, you know, handheld how to do it. You know, he was. He, he was a first-timer and an actor, so he was getting all of the star director treatment. It really wasn't the same. And the second one, as we've talked about, um, and you know this one, Molly, because you were there for that, When we ran up to Las Vegas, the honeymoon in Las Vegas. Episode. Oh, I
5: do indeed.
3: <laughs> and and Jay, we got to that final wedding scene, and there was a lot of screwing around. There was a lot of fun on that set, and he... we we had to pull the plug. He didn't get all the coverage you wanted. And that was in the editing room. Now you wouldn't, Jason, I'm sure doesn't mind me saying that, but it's just the kind of foible that a, a young director will make. Okay. Now here we have this one that's really near and dear to my heart. And if I can convince Jay, why don't you direct this one? Then I certainly and he got excited about it because you know sixties life or in the nineties
0: and then he's then playing the character. Buffered, there.
3: Then I just buffered myself in case yeah. my two partners, Mr. Spelling or Fox, would have some reservation
1: with the concept. Um, I um, think um, I wait. On that note, you said they didn't have a problem with this concept on Patreon. No, but I'm talking about a hedge. Right, and I thought <laughs>
3: Jay would really like it, and yeah. I had the. You know you as we need good a just lot footage that's,
6: of course there was a,
3: there was a documentary about um, the SDS that uh, Columbia the students of Columbia in 1968 did when they took over the university and and it's an amazing if you like the stuff that was in the hallways in this that's what was in the movie exactly. and even more. And Me. it was uh, it was he schooled uh, very... Jason.
0: He schooled Jason on how to. And know, Jay was, was terrific at like.
3: that. And I often talk about him as a director when they did the one of the peach pit scenes. It's probably the one where Nat is uh, is doing the Natalie, not the one where they're where they're bringing back uh, uh, you know Jenny's character because she's you know loaded oh, uh, right. you know and, and had a bad a freak out. But um, the guys were kind of goofing off. Mm-hmm. And 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 he wanted Luke to do something. And Luke was like <laughs> challenging, like, why am I doing this? And Jason said, because I'm the director and I'm telling you to. A star was born. I saw that. I like yeah. that. And that's so maybe I intuitively knew that he needed to do something like that. I yeah. Am, I'm not sure. But I but I certainly. Saw the growth of him as a director, and then after this one, Larry, I think you'll agree a hundred percent when we get to season five. There's not, and probably beyond that, there is never a question about what Jason Priest no. is going to no.
0: deliver as a director. Yeah, sure, that
3: never
1: uh, was an issue again. For Cheryl, I wanted to ask you too about doing the scenes with Shannon <clears throat> and the. <clears throat> stuff that you have with her were were you aware of all of the stuff that i just mentioned earlier did did you get a sense that that kind of stuff was going on behind the scenes
4: yes i did know that she was leaving the show it had been yeah announced or you know on the news so i did know what what i found her uh really nice but a little distant i think perhaps we were the first shot of the day and she, she
5: she wasn't awake
4: she <laughs> arrived an hour and a half late and <laughs> which uh,
3: you know what i'm saying right in my head you know what i'm saying
4: oh that's my little girl
1: <laughs> <laughs> so she was late she was she, she
4: was late but <laughs> it was a really chilly cold morning all you know sunning cuz we were trying to get the first shot of the day you know
1: yeah, it was weather. beautiful
3: though out in the north valley i guess that
4: was yes. right it was, yeah. Once
1: you get into doing this with her, and she's on, and she gets there,
4: yes, is
1: it naturally just lock in with the two of you?
4: Yes, she's lovely to work with. Oh, absolutely, Great. yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: Cool. Um, and,
3: you know, it was really the aesthetic, Larry. Why don't you talk about this a little bit? You know, when we were watching it yesterday, you you get out there. We've just done all this '60s imagery and iconography, and then all of a sudden, you're in the North Valley. You're in you're in ranch, California, you know, and that's
0: where you know the 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 character ends up. You yeah, know? I mean, I thought you know it just, it's kind of perfect. I mean, you know, if you if you watch the episode and then the whole mystery of what the code is is, is really pays off in a in a wonderful way there. And you know, you just kind of throw it out uh, there, Cheryl. You really uh, deliver on this thing, and uh, there's so much charm in this and heart in it. I, and I'm wondering so. In, in working with Shannon, there, this was the first shot that you did. Probably it wasn't. Probably it couldn't have been boarded as the first shot of the of the thing.
4: The first shot was the gardening.
0: Of oh, the had gardening, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I just think uh, yeah, it, it, the, the episode. I think really, uh, you know, watching it again, uh, it, it was you know it was a real flight of fancy, but there's so many uh, little wonderful moments in it. Um, I'm trying to think of you know and also we have to talk about the costuming of Ian of Ian Zero Molly because were you going for a surfer boy look with this thing because we individually he's the only one who kind of is is uh more California. he's got like a blonde well, wig I on. disagree I disagree it would uh, he had the who wore the Nehru jacket Brian or Jay
1: or Brian I think, what I, think I have I mean. here
0: oh. This is David Iron, yeah. Maybe he's going for the Prince Charming look, which is also a very uh, hippie look. As Molly, what is is your value? Larry, Larry,
3: Larry, what's the name of the university? (laughs)
0: California,
3: (laughs) California University. So, so students from Hermosa Beach. And Manhattan Beach, who are surfers, get to go there too.
0: I know. I think it's great. It took me a while for, okay. for, for me to accept Ian's Ion's thing, but I, I like it now, you know. Yeah. Molly,
1: let me ask you about 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 um uh, some of Ion's look. What do you think of Ian's
0: look?
5: I'm I'm most taken with their hair.
0: Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to get the hair girls on and talk about
0: the hair in this, area. you know, I mean, yeah, That's I mean, Dylan's hair is fantastic, and uh, no, yeah. No, it's, it's in
5: so. it, I didn't recognize Brian. No, <laughs> and that I don't Dude. know where that neighbor jacket and the brown bouquet came from. I have never seen that before in my life. Yeah,
3: really? Well, well you know, I I wore blue. I was a I was a. If you remember, here's a real nine oh two one oh inside trivia thing. You remember in the Christmas episode, a totally happening life. You had to be in boys' league or girls' league to be invited, unless you were a friend of Brenda. Otherwise, you had to be in that with that organization. So I wanted. I loved the Christmas thing. So I was in that organization, and and you had, you know school service and great point whatever else, and I wore. And, and and this is most, some of the most conservative kids in my high school, and I made sure in 1968 to wear beads, a neighbor jacket, and a white turtleneck. Ooh, you know, nice. and that yep. was. That hey. was this, here come the judge as you can do it that was his right, last <laughs> my picture I'm piece
0: yeah my what, picture hold, hold on I was just oh, gonna say I mean I found a picture of me a couple of months after Woodstock hold,
1: hold, hold on I wanted before I said I want to ask you Chuck I asked Chuck said before that he didn't mess with psych, psychedelics uh Larry did you mess with psychedelics <laughs>
0: 1964 I was going to Georgetown University <laughs> and I came back and, and I was chasing after some girl and uh, she said, oh, I have these sugar cubes. I'd never even smoked pot then. And right. I said, oh, this is great. Let's, you know, uh, oh, whatever. <laughs> I'm just trying to make with the girl. So we, we took the thing, and I'm on acid in New York City, and uh, and then she left. She So I was with a friend of mine. We both, like, the girl left. It was like a crazy thing. So that was my <laughs> first introduction of it. And then Probably, so did, yeah. and then yeah. I, I, I certainly I did uh, after that. I did my share, Vic. Okay, and this
1: is you in 1969.
0: Right? <laughs> yes, that's me. A couple of months, <laughs> I have my first theater, Molly. It's a, it's called Theater Cosmos, and we're a, a an experimental theater, experimental theater, as you can imagine, we called. It. And it was uh, with uh, Robert Mogan, the Moga synthesizer, and some poets, and we performed at Cornell. We lived in a, a commune. I lived in a chicken house, and my wife was called uh, my wife. Do at that point, Chuck, I don't know. She was called Mariska. She had a different name. (laughs) She had the commune name Chuck? Mariska. <laughs> anyway, that's it. No more.
3: Can I call her Mariska from now. Mariska, on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.
0: I wish I had a picture of her. She was so gorgeous. She had the long, you know, she's she's so oh, I've she seen had, like, some a of those. She was more Marishka
3: than D. I agree. Uh, yeah, It's yeah, yeah. a gypsy
0: about? thing, but yeah, we were theater, we were show people. You know. I want so to that was a, you
3: in the middle? That was you no, in the middle. I show it again. No, show it again. He's the one that's
0: playing. show it again. I'm the one on the on the left, or you know, with the horn. My yes. brother's with the guitar, and that's Dick Laurie, who's was a poet uh, in the middle there.
3: You know, I thought that might be your brother, yeah, but it didn't, my I didn't brother. know he was in the <laughs> Canadian, and I thought he was too well, young.
0: He he quit school at sixteen to to be part of that. <laughs> All right, I want to move you us. Are, to talk Larry,
3: about, you were a great influence. On that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to
1: move us to talk about Trippy. I want to move us to guys. talk about uh, the real McCoy. But I want to ask Cheryl, looking back on this this episode, good experiences working on nine hundred two one zero.
4: Very good. Very good. Of course, by that time, if that was the fourth season, um, the crew was really tight. I mean, everybody, you know, they were happy. (laughs) <laughs> in their jobs. The right. tone was nice. Jason was just a lovely director, so well-prepared. I love a director mm-hmm. that's well-prepared and then very complimentary about my work. So that meant he was a great director in my <laughs> eyes.
1: <laughs>
3: well, I think, Jay, I think he knew that this one really mattered to me and he really put in that effort, no, no question about it, as an actor too, because he really, oh. the other ones... I'm trying to think now. He really didn't have to do the any really heavy lifting at all, and this one, no.
0: there's can't. a lot of heavy lifting. This is yeah. very heavy. It's all bad part for him, yeah. You, you know, we should say because he what he fixated on, and he he does a great job playing the conservative character in in, in the uh, 60s. But he was fixated with the Michael Douglas character in the movie uh, Falling 20. Down. And he kind of designed his character kind of looking like that guy. And it gave him a good thing to hang on, it's a quick thing to hang on as an actor. because Don't forget, he had to be on both sides of the camera. He just did a fantastic job.
1: Um, Molly, I wanted there was a little bit of a back and forth. What was that there? No, I'm going to get to that in a second. But there was a back and forth about this. Um, putting them and, <laughs> and having them watch TV dinners, uh, and Larry argued that this was a 1950s. You know, thing. No,
0: but it, it, it drifted into the sixties. It's Just I, I associate more with the fifties because that was kind of the, the conservative, you know, well, the little, if the you little were lucky boxes houses suburbia to
5: be in the fifties.
0: Yeah, the
5: fifties was yeah. the beginning of
0: yeah. Well, that's right. I mean, the, but, I mean, the I difference was. My brother.
3: I got it. The difference is, in the 1950s, it was TV dinners because you were watching TV. But after that, it just became frozen
0: dinners. Frozen
3: dinners, yes. I kind of lost the television connection. But but Cheryl and Molly, as I was saying to them, my family watched the war in Vietnam on television. Uh And the difference was that my father, wasn't, although a professional man and, and an ardent capitalist, was a, a, a extreme um, anti-war. He, he oh, never wow. wanted it from day one. So I didn't get We didn't have those kind of fisticuffs.
0: Here's uh-huh. a story the Vietnam
3: War. Black Panther a, Party, yes. Vietnam War, no.
1: Here's a story slam for you guys. Maggie says, Imagine finding Brenda's diary today from 1998.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, nice on, oh, All yeah. right,
1: we're going to say goodbye to Cheryl and we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about thank the film. It was really You're good. Welcome. My pleasure. Yeah. Thank thank pleasure. yeah
0: thank thank well, well, Molly's awesome. coming with us. She's,
1: she's yeah. part of it. Yes. Okay. Molly's coming with us, but now, okay, oh, yeah, joining man. this conversation, this is going to be interesting because the character in The Real McCoy. Is name that Dylan is going on this trip with is named Molly Campbell. And so now we have Molly.
0: We have (laughs) Molly. Molly meet Molly. Molly
1: Campbell is Molly Campbell.
3: It was (laughs) not Not
1: coincidence. Okay, Molly is trying to show us this picture of Dylan in the the real McCoy. This is great. This is oh yeah. This is really cool. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Nice to meet you, Jane. Uh, you know it was so wonderful to be watching these episodes and and yeah. seeing you. she was in, in in a number of episodes because we we worked this yeah. this plot for a while. Uh, it's one of a one of you know very controversial part of the series. Uh, people love it or hate it, but uh, yeah. Chuck and I were fascinated yeah. with. Uh, uh, also, I
3: really you know when we put this together. I, I should have reached out to Karen Cousins, Judy, because Judy actually was a it. And may Best still be therapist. a regression therapist. Oh, wow. So you're actually playing oh, wow. her. Okay. Whatever I learned about it, I, she whatever I knew about it, she okay. told me. Um, but exactly. as these guys know, uh, you know, uh, almost from the moment I met Karen, I it, it was oh. I wondered if I had li- if I knew her in a previous life, <laughs> because we were it was way too comfortable. Yeah, you, I get it. What are you talking about? You're you're a Jewish woman. It's the 70s, and I, I, I'm madly in love with you and I've only known you for 10 minutes, I must have known her somewhere else. I know? got I it. I that. get it. I get
7: it. So, I kind of keep well, it all
1: myself. For Jane, Tinder, welcome, for welcome, welcome to the show, Jane. So it's glad. to have you here. I mean, hope everything's going great with you. Um, You've Thank done you. so much incredible guest star work. I mean, I was looking through the list of shows that you've done. You. It's just yeah. awesome. Um, Coming into nine hundred two and reading this, this had to be a pretty wild one uh, for you regression therapy. It's all out of the box. So it's right. not normal what you would think of you're getting cast in for 90210, I would imagine.
7: That's right. I was uh quite blown away by it. And I was traveling back and forth from Florida the whole time um, and doing a pilot down there. I believe this stuff so that <laughs> that may have been conveyed in the audition, guys. I don't know. But uh I have always thought it, you know, I have always thought been there before so when I was saying things like that to him like you've been here before Dylan
1: you can you know to me
7: it was like yeah oh yeah
1: what, what was the audition process like for you for this
7: you know I'm 73
1: okay. well, you so, look fantastic. You know, when
7: was that it was <laughs> 95 yeah and I have done a thousand auditions since then but I know what I, the main thing I can tell you is I was so stoked to be on that show, to be auditioning for that show. I was so excited by it because it was so big right then. And uh, literally, you you know, I did a number of episodes. I really became a local celebrity in my hood down here in Palos Verdes via, via 90210. So it was very exciting for me. I wanted that part. Jane, you live in Palos Verdes? I do. Are you around the corner, Charlie? No, well, no,
3: we're up the we're road up the in road. Venice. But but, yep. what are you, the on- you're the only person in show
7: business in Palos Verdes?
0: Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> oh, a
1: lot of us.
0: Tiger Woods, I guess.
7: There's a lot of us. Yeah, well, he's right there.
1: <laughs> For you guys, Chuck, in writing this stuff, we've talked a little bit about writing the regression stuff, but let's talk about it again. Um, and the Western itself, um, writing a Western in 90210 is – you know, well, the
3: Western was really, the Western was for the guys. You know, Luke had, had done like the, movie, the Lane Frost movie. Jason had was in the um, the movie uh, with... Uh, Tombstone, the, uh, Tombstone. Tombstone was the title, that's right, about, you know, a dark holiday in the Wyatt Earp. And, you know, and they were in the West and they were guys. So it was like, you know, where are we going to go? And I wanted to deal with the idea of dylan asking himself why am i of a propensity to violence why is there violence in my life why is the... i mean the question he's asking is really you know <laughs> is dianetics uh ask you know because there's no real concrete answer you can get from it but the fact is is that, it's that they are questions sometimes like why do i have this, where did this personality come from? Where did this part come from? And, from he had life. Got, and you know, and he had burned his nerve endings with the drugs and everything else. So being receptive, and I think you sold it to him really well. And then, of course, his collaborator, oh, um,
2: King. Yeah. Charlie, yeah. King.
3: who's been on, who's been with us on this uh, podcast before, Jane.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, As well, yeah. the actor. yeah, Jeff I mean, King. Yeah. Jeff uh, King our is friend in- Liz has a
1: long question, but it's an interesting one, I think, maybe. Okay. I have a question for Chuck, I think, or Larry. I have a question. One of these episodes with Dylan, he says that his mom took him to a palm reader, and the palm reader said he didn't have a long lifeline, and that he should make the most of it. Sort of strange. Now, was that based That's- on anything in real life? Huh. Hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, just the... <laughs> Somebody gets a, you know, there's that notion of I've got to
1: live my life now. James it Dean. That creates a little more urgency. <laughs> it,
3: it's
0: all. I think Larry just nailed that the James Dean no, thing. It's kind of a, you know, it's you know, was a short lifeline. You know, live fast, die hard. Leave a yeah, short, exactly. Give a good, yeah. good looking corpse. You know, it was
1: difficult though. I will be honest, as watching it back a little while ago, it is difficult to watch Luke do those scenes now.
7: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, given what has happened and all that, it was it was a real tough pill uh, to, to swallow or watch. Um, but on that note, Jane, working with a young Luke Perry, um, what was that experience like?
7: Um, gosh. Just caught me for a second. Um, he is so great. He was so great. He made me feel so good. So at home, so easy. We exchanged phone numbers, addresses. Uh, I really fell in love with him. Do you know what I mean? Like just a terrific young man. I thought he was a really great actor.
4: <laughs> mm.
7: Hadn't yeah. had but- a chance to kind of spread his wings all the way yet, you know? And I remember him in 8 Second and a couple other things he did, you know, but, but he was he was just great. He was so receptive to me and comfortable with me and relaxed with me. We, we had a, we had a nice thing. I miss him terribly.
1: You did yes. a lot of things together in that season. You know, you had a bunch of things and you were really working with him. He was, you know, you worked mostly with Luke.
7: All, all, almost all with Luke. I had the great good fortune of being directed by Jason. So, mm. you know, most, most of my think probably all four, I can't remember, but, um, well, you in something. I, I don't remember the specific
3: one, Pete. You probably do. They were in the uh, Peach Pit After Dark. It was a fundraiser
1: kind of thing. That's Valerie right. was there. Oh, so they first are... meet her there. That's right. They first meet her there. Jeffrey King, or Charlie brings her there, right? Yeah. That's yeah, what so the
0: first, sure. right, yeah, so that was probably Yeah, there's a screening right. of something. I also, See, for me, know, don't Jackson's
3: don't here forget, whenever you want to bring him, him in.
7: Don't forget the melon yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to talk
0: about. That, to me, was... Go ahead. Yeah
7: had just
0: burned down. It was like, it was like oh. something from another world. Love that. So that's
7: my
3: deal. That is my deal. I did it twice in once in season three and once in season five in season three, we drove down Vermont Boulevard, which is where many of the buildings that got burned in the uh, Rodney King uh, riots or uprisings, oh, yeah. however you refer to it, that, uh, that And then this one in the Malibu fire, the summer before, Larry knows, my wife and I, we had a, a beach house in Malibu the entire summer. It was fabulous because we couldn't travel anywhere during our summers, we're having to run the shows and everything. So we, we were out there. It was great, right between season three and four, the only time we didn't do summer episodes. And that fall, the fire came right up to the door of the house. We were already gone. And you know, one of the those those are the things that Karen and I look at each other, go, Why didn't we buy that house? But yeah, uh, I did that. Uh, but, but none yeah, of that else.
0: shot though, the one because that was a thing. If you look at the visual in that in the yeah. episode, it's a great oh, they ride up there, and you just wow. look like burnt burnt house, burnt house, burnt house. You just see chimney, skeletal chimneys, and then there's one and house then there was one that she was special. We kind of gave her a good entrance, which is important in writing.
3: Yeah, your like, house I didn't burn. Yeah.
7: When yeah. I when I got to that location. It was so great from an actress's point of view to have all that material to work with. Because for me, the burnt world all around, and then him coming in, I'll always remember, would you like some tea? What kind? Sure, zing me. You know, it was one of one of Luke's kind of he was just he was so great, but he and I fit in that landscape really well together. We we fit in that landscape
1: mm. really well.
7: It that was, was beautiful
1: stuff. I want to ask Molly about the wardrobe in the Western. I'm going to show some pictures here. And oh, good. We 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 saw the one that you were holding up, and that was a really cool one. Show sure, it um, one
3: more time. There you go. Oh,
1: oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> hang on. We're we're both we're competing you with do each other. It, buddy. Right? You do it. You got it. Okay. There's Luke here. Yeah. I right. I uh, love this Luke uh, look on Luke, and of course Jenny, yeah. looking yeah. incredible here. Good I mean, course. Jenny looked amazing in the 60s, and Jenny looked amazing in the uh, in the Western, too. Yeah. Um, Molly, what, putting together some of the outfits and stuff for the Western portion, tell me about that.
5: Well, a lot of it, some of it we made, and some of it um, uh, we rented from American Costume, which is, like, the best source for real Western stuff. And... Uh, <clears throat> And uh, they all had to have hats and they all had to have coats that so you could get on a horse, you know, split up the back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but it was a lot of fun because, and uh, I loved working with Jimmy Whitmore Jr. Mr. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah. yeah he, he oh, no. Was, uh, he, was, he was just great.
0: He was an actor in this one. Not yes, the, director. the director. Jason was the director. We always get this confused. <laughs> Jason directed this talking and to James Wh- And that's what was so great. And, and Chuck knows this. There was so much confidence in the, as a writer because you knew you had James Whitmore. It was going to seem somewhat authentic because he just exuded the cowboy spirit. I yeah, have the guy no, who played no, uh, uh, Dylan's uh, – this is my son Jackson. Do you have the picture of him in, in, on the set? There he is there in a beautiful costume that Molly made. <laughs> oh, great. And uh, he played uh, Luke's oldest son, and Chuck's son, Avery, played the younger son. Do we have, the we have son. that picture there too? Oh. And he's got his little britches on, his suspenders. And, yeah. and Jackson has some good memories of Luke. There. I was
1: going to say, Jackson, welcome to the show. I don't know if you know, your dad does this podcast with us. It's been going really, it's <laughs> very amazing and very funny uh, on the show, and people really love him. So uh, he has
5: really amazing hair right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh but for you jackson what's your memory of being on the 90210 set
6: yeah i remember i remember jason Priestley uh directing actually i do remember that very vividly and i remember how nice luke uh and jenny garth were to me um i believe they were my the husband and wife uh, in the in the show at the time um i remember them just being really really sweet and jason was too um they were always really really nice to me um you know i i was still very young so i I remember it pretty vividly, but I don't remember exact moments that well, but definitely I remember how nice they all were to us and um, how patient they were with us. Because obviously, you know, (laughs) when you're young and you're having to do all the retakes of all the scenes, I think uh, you can grow pretty impatient. So I remember thinking that it was taking a really long time or it was really slow or boring or something like that um so they were really good I'll, at just being really nice and, and kind of keeping us engaged <laughs> and um so i do remember that and I, I think i probably remember it a little better than than uh than chuck's son avery who i'm, I'm close with um because he was very young at the time he but was very I was young still, I, I remember like uh doing tutoring in a tent i was doing like a you know you know like you had to go to school still so i was in a tent uh doing school work uh, I remember that thinking that was a sham, you know, like, why do I have to do schoolwork? I thought I got out of school to do this. To the party. Um, yeah. I definitely remember being upset by that. Um, oh, but, yeah. But, was much uh, too I remember being a that. good time.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, our friend Beth says, ah, the beauty of nepotism. So there.
0: <laughs> I've uh, already <laughs> you know, it work once. For spelling, what do you expect? I,
1: that's I've <laughs> said it once. I've
3: said it a hundred times. It was what Aaron and I had most in common. <laughs>
1: Jackson, I want to give you a moment to talk about your dad and uh, him doing this show. Um, he's talked fondly about you and and growing up with you guys and you guys watching 902 0. So you were aware of 902 0. And t- tell me about your dad, what he was like then when he was doing that show.
6: Yeah, no, uh, we were very well aware of 902 0 when I was growing up. My brother's older than I am. So. He probably remembers it a bit better than I do, but um, I remember watching it every night or every once a week. I know it was on every week and we'd watch it every week and we'd tell our dad, you know, how much we liked it and give him some feedback. And um, always very impressed with how good the storylines were and always how dedicated he was to the writing craft. And I think when you're younger, um, you know, it's hard to understand when you have other friends whose dads have different types of jobs and your dad's a writer Um, it's, it's kind of under hard to understand that that's like a real job, but the way he, the way that he actually went about his craft, it was like a real job. I mean, he really spent hours and hours in his office in his doing his craft, but it's, it's a different kind of uh, a work that I'm used to. And and what I saw with a lot of my friends, dad. So I always thought that it was cool. I always thought it was really interesting. And I thought that was made us special, frankly. Um, so uh, it was great. It left him also a lot of flexibility to coach all my little league teams, be there for me, pretty much for everything. My number one fan on my radio show in college. Uh, yeah, no, can't say enough uh, about him as a father and a, and a person. He, well, he's got uh, his own,
1: now he has his own radio show, so you inspired him. This, this yeah, you know, he's
6: taking after me in that sense. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Go ahead, Chuck. You had something?
6: Uh, it's okay. We it passed. Okay. okay.
1: All right. So for Jane, um, looking back on your experience, was it all a pretty good experience? And you just rewatched the episode... Um, It's definitely trippy. I admit that this is, you know, you have to be... I don't know that every 90210 fan who's looking for the triangle kind of material is going to get
0: this. Yeah,
3: but every high IQ i nine hundred two and fan is just. Right.
0: But no, in this thing though, but she becomes his soulmate. I mean, this is very important in the triangle. Yes. I, 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 very important. I'm getting. Uh, in you. fact, we we, we, we really question. we fortify the triangle by the you know we just saw in by the way in time in in time the one we just talked about in the '60s Brenda just broached out. I still love Dylan. In the, in the present day, which really kind of stokes everything up until the end of the season. That's right. The, and then this one, Luke realizes that that, that uh, Jenny is his soulmate, and that drives you know right. that part of the episode. The uh, oh, um, and on, and on, on that him, note,
1: though, I want I'm going to get back to Jane, but I want to ask Chuck and put you in this little bit of a hot seat here. Did, when you wrote that that they were soulmates. Did you mean that, like moving forward, or was it because you know a lot of the Kelly and Dylan
0: unreliable narrator?
1: The Kelly and Dylan fans hold on to this that you said. I mean, that they were soulmates in this episode. This is a big piece of the puzzle. Were they soulmates, or was it was just you just threw it out because it worked well for once
3: them? in a while? Once in a while, you got to say this, and this is one of those moments, I think, Pete. It's a TV show. <laughs> hey man, I'm just I'm, it's
0: the unreliable narrator. You can go either way with it, whatever you want to interpret it as. You, you
3: know. know, but I did okay. The, you know, a few years later, right? My pilot that should have gotten on the air with uh, Kim Ravers, the star, was called uh Soulmates. So,
0: so you, uh, were, you were you had you it on the he, he amortized the idea basically. Yeah, I basically
3: did. And Jade, it was, yeah, a, I, it. Jane, yeah. it was a, I should send you. The copy of it, it should be, it's about regression therapy. I stole it from yourself. If
0: you're going to rip
3: off somebody,
1: rip off yourself. I'm I'm, I'm not going to let you off the hook on this, though, Chuck. Are Kelly and Dylan soulmates? Uh, Uh, For that
3: brief shining moment in time, I have to say yes.
0: Fair enough. The thing about regression therapy is whether it's true or not, the experience you get and the feelings you get from it and the improvement or progression you get, that's real. So that's why it's it's a valid form of therapy.
1: Uh, Jane, going back to you, though, good experience working on 90210. And do you think the episode, you just rewatched it, do you think it still holds up after all these years?
7: Oh, yeah. Well, I think all of 90210 really holds up. I mean, it was so... It was such a seminal moment in time that it hit when it hit, that every every young person I knew was watching it. I was watching it. My family was watching it. We were totally tied up in Brenda and, and Dylan and- Where'd you and, grow up, Jane? Where'd I grow up? East yeah, Coast. Where we, but I'm, East Coast. I'm talking about here. I was already here in well, Palos right. Verdes. I've been in Palos Verdes this whole time. I commute, well, go yeah. figure. Um, but yeah, working working with Luke on it was such a big deal to me because I always had such an attraction to him. Just as just as an actor, from actor to actor, but also he was so adorable, you know. And um, everybody in the neighborhood and everybody I ever talked to were like, as soon as they saw me, because the hair was that black. Hair. Thank you, Molly, But by the way, for the dress and the, the great outfits. I mean, that black dress.
5: Very nice shot of you.
1: Mm. Yes. Oh, wow. Kind of Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Two, two beautiful. of beautiful yeah.
7: Yeah. And uh, so I, I still use that clip on my reel. Of course, nobody uses a reel anymore, but it's there. And
0: it's, it's, there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's there. <laughs> it wants to see it, right.
7: <laughs> if wants to see it, it's there. So they looking um, the, for a Jane
0: Daly type.
7: Yeah, the Jane Daly type. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Mostly, I think it was partly, partially the way that dress pushed him up there. <laughs> yeah. As I'm leaning over him, going, "Go deeper, Dylan. Go deeper." And I'm leaning, leaning over him.
0: Go to the light. Yes. Yeah. He knew exactly
7: what you were
3: doing and talking about. By the way.
7: Oh, I know. The whole crew did. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a fun, a fun kind of moment in time there. Jason knew what he was doing for sure. But my, my whole. F- Four or five episodes, six, I. About four,
3: four, five, yeah, I'm sure. Four, four. or
7: five. Um, it was just a plan you know. the whole time. And they were pretty frequent, you know, they were, you know, maybe one or two in between. I not, don't remember, but they were pretty close in a row. So that story got to be like a real storyline for me carrying through with him.
0: Well, it was a questions. sweep, it was a sweep's arc, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, right. was
7: it the sweeps? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, but the sure. other side of the story for me is what I discovered in the trailers and with all the other <laughs> kids. Meeting them all, Shannon and and particularly um, Jenna, Jenny. And, oh, yeah. And Jason and, and all of them. Tori. Tori sat down next to me in the makeup chair and we were just chatting away and I said, hmm. Well, that's Aaron's daughter, because I had met Aaron a number of times and worked for him a number of times before this in the early my early days. So it was really cool to hear the stuff going on in the trailers and in the makeup. And everybody was so happy. You guys, you created an incredibly happy set. There was one or two people that used to come in and everything would kind of chill for a second, you know. Somebody would walk in with a little bit of an attitude, and you go, "Okay, I'm going to move over here. I'm a guest star. I'm going to get over here."
1: It's <laughs> interesting it coming into the world as a guest star and learning the politics of a, a set, isn't it? I mean, is that something that you're constantly always? Whenever you, know, you do, I've, get...
7: I've been navigating it so long, Peter. I have been navigating the guest star thing,
0: Peter. So you're gonna have Pete, to me? plug your show here now. I you know. know, I you know. Love this it. is how you I do have. To. have a,
1: I do have another podcast that I've been doing called guest star. So it's all about guest star experiences. Come back on that one. We'll have a fun time talking about all the other things that you did. Peter, good to see you. Yes. Good to see you too. Yes, Molly.
5: I need to say good night. Good night, Molly. And Charles needs to go because it's after six, yes, it's one after minute six.
1: after six. Um, I'm really. This was a great episode, guys. It was a lot of fun catching up on these two things. Uh, super I'm super sure amazing. we'll be back next week. We'll figure what that is, and then on the 22nd, the big super deluxe big Christmas party. party. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. This has been really awesome. Um, Thanks, Amelia, everybody. for having me.
7: Thank you for having me. i really a lot of fun. Well, well, good nice to you guys. see
1: you after all
3: this time, Jane. Right, nice yeah. Have a good one, guys. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bye.